This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Okay, welcome back. This is, as you know, the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast. There is no sponsor today because today I am now interviewing Harrison. Now, we're going to start with a simple question. Harrison, how exactly do you pronounce your name properly to this yank over here? Because first of all, I'm an American. Second of all, I've only read your last name. I've never said it out loud, so I have no clue of the proper pronunciation. So how do you say your name? <laughs> uh, so it's Harrison Porton. Okay. Yeah. I completely had that wrong in my head because, well, Alton. yeah, I, I read it wrong. <laughs> so I read a meme somewhere that says, if someone mispronounces a word, especially a big word, then you should be actually proud of them because that means they read a lot and they learned it by reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Harrison, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. Because, of course, I know a bit about you. We've been known each other for a few years now. But what do you do? And what is that, how we met up? Yeah. Um, so I've been a professional magician before COVID for well over five, ten years. And during this pandemic, I just really transformed my business from a one-off show model to a recurring um, a recurring basically, uh, model, effectively meaning that now I'm getting clients and I help clients on a month-to-month basis and a retained basis um, it with hypnosis, with magic, and with math. So, for example, I teach hypnotists, people how to do hypnosis in 30 days or less without being a hypnotist. I teach people how to be an amazing magician without having to go to magic school in less than 30 days. And you do this all virtually? All virtually, yes. I work with clients all over the world. So, real quick, Harrison, if I remember, you found me on some of the balloon uh, groups, Facebook groups, since the worlds of magic and illusion does often not really collide, but bleed over into the world of balloons and balloon entertainment and clowning. There's quite a bit of uh, overlap there. And you found me and added me because you liked what I did. Or something along those lines. I can't remember. It's been a few years. But, uh, yeah, we both started and we both work in the entertainment industry, in the event industry, to be more precise. Because entertainment could cover movies and films and whatnot. But we're more the event type. And, yeah, and it's great. It's amazing that you were able to pivot. I guess that's one of the advantages of being a magician. You don't need to be in the same room necessarily to do what you do. Yeah, I think it comes down to as well just having the magician's mindset. The magician, the way a magician thinks is different than what the way a regular person thinks because we think about outs. So we have option A, option B, option C. If this happens with a trick, then we do this. If that happens, then we do this. And that way we're flexible, moldable, uh, where we can adapt to situations very quickly. 
And I actually did an entire podcast on being flexibility. And that's actually a mindset that a bootstrapper, an entrepreneur really should have. And that is plan A, plan B, plan C, all the way on to plan Z, if not further. Or Z, if you're British or uh, Canadian for that matter. But uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, I saw in some TV series somewhere, someone said, eh, fine, we'll just go to the back plan G. He's like, you have a plan G? He's like, yeah, since when does plan A ever work? Yeah, it's always good to have both plans. And when you get something like a pandemic, it can take, if you're not prepared, it can knock you clean off your feet. But from what you've been telling me, See, where this pandemic drove my business into the dirt, but that was a one-two punch for me, you have been doing better, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, my business has been better than it's ever been. So the main reason is that I used to have really high expenses. I used to have to travel to an event. I used to have to pay for accommodation for Eartha. Um I used to have to spend time traveling between events. And all of these things are Now I can just pop on, go to my office and, and work from anywhere. Um, and it's more so that now because I've made that shift from a one-off session to a month-on-month session where I'm constantly helping my clients um, and my students get better and better and better as time goes by, learning new things as they need to, rather than just like a one-off lesson or a one-off show. I think that that's been the fundamental pivot in my business. Yeah. Now, there's there's something I didn't even think about through this whole pandemic and what I've talked about pivoting and all these other things where I've tried to encourage people through the pandemic is it, this is, seems to have been a bit of a blessing in disguise in some ways for some people. And that is you learned that you could pivot on that and use that to actually cut expenses down. It kind of one of those things that forces you to be, do better. And kind of a way, I saw a little documentary on how SpaceX has beaten NASA on cost. NASA had all the money in the world, so why not use it? SpaceX doesn't have all the money in the world, so they're forced to streamline and do things much, much more efficiently with the little bit they have. And it's kind of like that, where Sometimes in business, when you're forced into a corner, you're forced to innovate, and that innovation may be better for you in the long run. I never thought about the having to find a way to shift to a online virtual format can save you lots of money, therefore increasing your bottom line without costing you extra business. I think that's amazing. Very cool point there. Yeah, um, and I think it, it just really goes back to just being positive throughout this whole situation is what saved me. Like, I remember when the pandemic was announced and we were announced we were going to go in national lockdown. I'm thinking, oh God, what am I going to do? I can't do weddings anymore. I can't do trade shows anymore. I can't do this. I can't do that. But then I thought, hold on. I now have access to everyone because everyone is constantly at home. They're just waiting for me to get in front of Yeah, very good point where don't panic. The number one rule of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Don't panic. Number two rule is don't forget your towel. 
but I can go into that later. <laughs> Have you ever read that book or seen the movie, by the way? I've not seen that, by the way. No, I put it on my list. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of funny. Uh, the author, I link on his name, Douglas Adams. One of my favorite lines of his, he said, I love deadlines. I love the sound they make as they whoosh past me. <laughs> yeah, really funny guy. But um, that's neither here nor there. No, so that's really cool. Now, how did you get started with your own business and being an entrepreneur? And are you currently working a regular nine to five job as well today? Um, now, not, no. I finally managed to get to the point where I can sort of no longer have to rely on that. Um, so now I'm completely contracted based. Uh, I don't have to work in nine to five. I'm just working in contracts basically with what I do. Um, the way I got started, I started getting into hypnosis at 10 years old. I went to see a magic show that was really impressive and amazing. Um, and then I found my first mentor who showed me the ropes and I started doing children's entertainment. So it's what you did with the balloons. I did the same thing, just not as a, not on the same, the same complexity. My balloons were simple and easy to do. Um, and so I do balloons. I perform at kids' parties and then I started to work my way up into weddings and eventually uh, by the age of 13, I was working for corporations around the world doing magic shows, um, working for Fortune 500 companies, scaling and building a business. And then I recently, during the pandemic, started to realize the spark of hypnosis and the power that that has and really started using that to start helping people and start adding that to my magic and my training um, and to help people build confidence to new levels as they were before. So, uh, I know you've listened to a couple of my episodes. Have you gotten to listen to a lot of them or just a little bit? Just a little bit so far. Uh, I'm still listening to them every day. There's always new things to be learned. Yeah, thank you very much. But if you've picked up one of my biggest points that I always try to hammer at home is providing value. And even with what you said, it sounds like you provide value. You found a, just the way you word that, I found a way to help people out with this which I think is key because it wasn't, oh, I found something that people are buying like hotcakes and it's making me a lot of money. Did you catch the difference in the way you said that? And yeah, I, I think that's the most important thing where you're saying, I have a product, yeah. I have a service, I bring value to people and they're paying me for it, but I did it to help people out. And yes. in our conversations before, you told me, you had a guy that was super shy and lacked confidence, and you were so excited that you helped him get his confidence right away. And that is the key. The money is secondary. It's the helping no. people. It's the do doing the magic. Yeah. I don't do this for recognition. I do it for helping people because that makes me feel good. Just like when I used to help people, nothing's changed. I still help people just in a different way. Instead of helping event organizers make sure they have smooth events, um, and couples make sure that their wedding is remembered for the rest of their life for the right reasons. Now I'm just helping people with different different uh, situations. But it's all about helping and giving value. Because if I give up a value to the world, it's going to come back at me a hundred times. Yeah, and that's, that's why I. Yeah, go ahead. That's why I share this content and that's why I do these kind of podcasts and why I give most of my stuff away for free. 
because I know it's going to get me more value. It's going to get my name out there. And, you know, it makes me out of my comfort zone where I have to think of better material. Because I've given that away. I need to come up with something new. I need to come up with something fresh. I need to keep innovating, which I think, you know, is, is the key differentiator of why I've got to the point where I'm at now. Yeah, and that's a good thing. It's always good because when you give away some for free, you have to give, come up with something else. Oh, and along those value and helping people thing, and for those that are thinking about starting up something, even like balloons, going into the entertainment industry, you don't have to be amazing at what you do. You don't have to be the best balloon artist in the world to start being a balloon artist. You don't have to be the best magician out there to start entertaining at a kid's party. What you do need is to bring value and be entertaining and make it about the overall product, which is you, about the value that you bring and the memories you make, not about the skill level. And what I figured out is that don't, don't focus on you. Don't focus on your personality or your character. Focus on how you're going to amaze the client, how you're going to make them remember those memories, how you're going to make them smile. Because if you do a trick wrong or you do a balloon incorrectly, no one's going to matter. It's not really going to matter in the scheme of things as long as everyone's enjoying themselves, as long as everyone's having a great time. And quite honestly, I think that's across the board to all products and services. It doesn't matter what these people, the people your 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 product service is reaching, it doesn't matter. Quality does play a role, of course, but the overall thing is if they are you meet their needs, they find the value in their needs. You're making them happy. You're finding what helps them out. That's why you have such hardcore Apple fans, for example. Apple can have a major flop or something wrong with their phone, and they'll just keep buying them because. They find a lot of value in the company because the value company finds a lot of value in them. If you he get what I'm saying. Because yeah. they, they relate to the brand in a different way. And I think that as well, it's not that you should be prepared to fail. I mean, one of the key things of NLP, which is something I'm strongly for, is there's no failure, only feedback. So you have to fail in order to succeed. And um, just by thinking, oh, my sales team is not ready. Oh, my show is not ready yet. Oh, my website's not done yet. Just get it up there and get it out so you can start building traffic to it. So you can start. My website's nowhere near ready. It's never where I want it to be because I'm a perfectionist. But it's out there and I released it. Why? Because that way I can learn in real time how to improve it and I, I'm making my identity. And you know what's funny about that? What I've noticed is if things are not perfect, they drive people like us crazy or other people in the industry crazy but the general public doesn't care and won't notice it's like when i did skits and plays and dramas way back in the day they said if you forget a line if you can continue as if you didn't forget the line unless the audience has seen this before they don't know you made a mistake and they're just as happy same type of thing where we're exactly the same magic yeah exactly if you do a trick wrong, they don't know what the ending is going to be. They don't know what you're going to achieve, what you're going to accomplish. So a lot of the time, my tricks will go wrong. No one will ever know. Because let's say I don't find your card, but then your card is at the other side pinned on a wall on the seat. 
that's a miracle. And it doesn't matter if something's gone wrong. The, the, the bigger picture is it looks like everything was meant to be that way. Yeah. If you drop a card on the floor, make it part of your act, own it. Exactly. Integrate that into the show. Yeah. And that's so important is you just continue through. The show must go on if you're in the performer thing. Same thing with regular business. Yeah, you can only make mistakes. But one of my favorite phrases from Mythbusters is failure is an option. Unfortunately, with Magic and Blue Balloons, it's not usually a failure and their entire car explodes into a million pieces when it wasn't supposed to. But yeah, there's so much to that. And it's also your attitude with things. Um, I've personally seen balloon artists and people who just learn how to do balloons and all they can do is make a heart and a sword and they captivate the kids with their presentation. And I've seen a guy who could make anything and he was a complete jerk. They're like, here, kid, go away. And no one liked him because he was a jerk. I mean, he was an amazing balloon artist, but he was a jerk and no one would pay attention to him. Matter of fact, that guy was a homeless guy. Thinking who's got the better business is the person that can create that connection, create that rapport with people, and that can create those memories. Because that child's going to remember that for the rest of their life and they're going to tell their children and then they're going to get their friends and everyone's going to want that person at their party. The children are going to want that person versus the person that can do extravagant balloons and, oh, look at me, I'm the show off, which is what the client does not want. Yeah. And I think you said something earlier, the correct memory, the right memory. Because the other guy, I saw him when I was, what, 18 years old? I ran into this guy. So that's 24 years ago. Yeah, I'm getting old. But I still remember him for all the wrong reasons. Mm. And it goes back, and it just makes me think of copying and phrasing the way a lot of magicians will try and put themselves across these days, where they say they're a memorable magician. Make your party memorable. What does that mean? It means nothing. It's fluff. The reality is that you want them, you need to be more specific on what message you're trying to get across. Because when they think of memorable, they may not think of the positive experiences you're thinking about. They might cast their mind back to an experience they've had before. Yeah. So rather or, than focus on the memorability of it, focus on how amazing and smiling and happy everyone's going to be. Or they could have watched something like, uh, I watched, uh, what was that show, uh, Air Buddies, Air Buddy, you know, the show with the golden retriever that played basketball or whatever. And they had a really bad, bad, horrible clown that was doing balloon animals and was just a jerk to the dog and he was the villain of the whole thing. And that could be the memory of a clown that they have in the head <laughs> because media is out there. And sometimes magicians and actually pretty much any industry has some bad version of you out there in the media today that someone might've run across. Yeah, completely. And I think that's why it's important to really create a good first impression and really do a good job with whatever you're doing with business, whether it be getting results for your clients, uh, like some of my students do, or whether it's just making sure you do a good show because that's going to build your reputation and it only takes one review, one bad review, to destroy your reputation. Yeah. Just like it only takes one good review to accelerate you to levels you've never been before. 
And with that, it also depends on the person doing the review. I'll, I'll have to say, because you might get a bad review, but it depends on the clout of that person reviewing you. Sometimes people just review, give you a bad review just because they don't like you. Matter of fact, you've, I'm sure you've heard of Balloons Below, the kind of crazy anti-balloon people. Yes. They will have gone around, found people's Facebook pages and balloon businesses and just dropped a negative review because they hate balloons. I'm sure you've seen that in the realm of magic where someone just doesn't like magic and decides to leave a negative review just because they don't like you. Or they're a competitor. I've seen that too. Yes. Competitors do often do this tactic. And the way I think about it is I'm not competing with anyone else. There's no one else like me that teaches magic and hypnosis and memory training in the way that I do. On one-on-one basis, on a bespoke training on a one-on-one solution. It's not just a pre-made book where you buy it and you never hear anything about it. That's not what I do. There's no one else that does what I do and has my own thing. No matter if you're a magician or a hypnotist. The only people I'm competing with is myself. And that's a very, very good point for all businesses. You can compete with people. You can use different people within the same industry or similar industries, as it were, sometimes, to kind of give yourself kind of a baseline to work against. But I think you succeed best if you compete against yourself. And if you see the other people as just kind of a measuring point, as it were, to where you are, you can go, oh, well, look how good they're doing, and use that. You can use competition to to spur you on, but if you compete against yourself, then you can not be enemies with your competition. Matter of fact, I think that's yeah. one of the most important things is being able to work with your competition if need be. I did another whole podcast on that, too. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that if you watch these podcasts and you really pay attention to what Isaiah's saying, you're going to learn so much. And again, this is all completely free value that he's given away. It's been an absolute pleasure being on the Bootstrap podcast. Hopefully I can guest again and we can talk in a bit more detail about some of the amazing topics. Um, to find more about me, again, my name's Harrison Horton. You can find me at hmagician.com. In fact, I've just created specially for you guys today a free resource that you can get. You can get my seven uh, mistakes to never make when performing magic or hypnosis. Completely free. I usually charge $27 to this. Uh, if you go to hmagician.com forward slash bootstrap, the link will be below. Uh, you can find a little bit more about that. And again, you can find me at harrisonhorn.com or you can just find me on Facebook as well. That's Harrison Horton. Very cool. Well, everyone, this is after the interview edition. Harrison surprised me with that offer. That's an amazing offer. He just decided to do that right on the spot. Please go check that out. That is not sponsored. I did not get paid for that. He is just doing it just to bless you guys, just to take care of you guys. Go check that out. Anyway, we'll see you next Friday or Thursday. Sorry. See you on Thursday. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, Please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. 
If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.